0: logging on. All the participants welcome to Change for Good. It's, um, it's Thursday, July 14th. It's 11 o'clock here in Toronto. And um, I am I saying to Patch a few minutes ago, that I've been looking forward to this all week, um, to have the great pleasure of speaking with a good friend of mine, um, David Patch Levins, many of you know as Patch, uh, who is the founder and CEO of, of Good Life Fitness, which is like Canada's largest fitness chain and also the founder and president of, um, of CanFit Pro, which is Canada's um, leading fitness uh, education and certification um, organization and body. So, uh, welcome, Patch. It's just a pleasure to be speaking with you.
1: I'm look, looking forward to it, Paul. It's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and and um, uh, for everyone joining today, and we've got people from literally from all over the world. Um, we've got people from, I know some of your folks from Good Life are on board here. And, and, and really, over the last, this is the 15th Change for Good conversation in a row, 15 weeks in a row. And uh, during that time. That makes um, you a long, long- series. Oh, well, they say what?
1: That makes you a long
0: running series. Yeah, I know. So, uh, but it's so exciting because we, it's so great because we started this at the beginning of the pandemic. We no one knew what was going on. All we wanted to do was to create an opportunity for people who were working in the social change world, uh, whether they're in a corporation, nonprofit government, to have an opportunity to listen to people like you, Patch, and to understand how you're looking at the world and thinking differently. Um, And so that was 15 weeks ago. No one knew what was going on. We still don't know a lot of what's going on, but we're a little closer. And um, so it's just a great uh, pleasure to be speaking with you and getting your point of view. The thing I also wanted to mention for anyone who's new to Change for Good is, of course, Patch and I will be um, talking about business and social change and what Good Life is doing. Um, But also we encourage everybody to write in their questions, not just our conversation. Really look forward to, um, to hearing from you. And so if anyone thinks of any questions you'd like to ask Patch during our conversation, don't hold back, please just send them in. So um, let's get into it. Patch, um, it's a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, as I said, um, you must have been through a lot over the last 15 weeks um, with Good Life. If you could just, just give us a little bit of a glimpse into your own life there. Um, you're, I know you're based in Victoria. What's changed for you and how, what, what are you seeing and thinking about today?
1: Well, <laughs> in, the, in the background, you're hearing my new puppy, so. Nice. <laughs> one, of, one of the big things that's changed is we had a wonderful dog that was um, five years old and it uh, died suddenly of a uh, big tumor. And then you know, this, in the middle of all the sadness of COVID and all of the complications, you, you lose your best friend, right? And then um, we were lucky enough to uh, have a connect. My wife, Silken, had a connection with this lady who had a new litter, and we got a new puppy. So my, my, my legs and hands have little teeth marks on them. <laughs> but, <laughs> That's um, a good problem. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem. But, you know, it, it kind of is representative of COVID has shaken everything up, right? And it, it's changed the whole social order, of how people work, how people play, how people connect, um, or lack of all those things, right? And it's forced us to go inside, literally. You know, we're inside our physical space and we're inside our mental space. And it's made exercising um, really restrictive because you've just got that small space that you live in to exercise in. And Mm -hmm. you've got the limitations of what you have in that space to exercise with. Right. So it's had a very detrimental effect on a lot of people's fitness As a, as a company. We went digital very quickly to provide uh, group fitness online, to provide independent training programs online. We even now have personal training online. Um, but it's still not the same as people being able to go in a physical space, see other people and exercise. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a big change for people. And it, it you know, people are worried about their health. And the most important thing about your health is to stay in shape. So, you know, And, traumatic- and
0: how, are you, how are you personally staying in shape? What are you doing? And how, you know, given that it's different than what you probably would have done, what what are you, what are you doing?
1: You know, I, I, I focused on um, cardiovascular fitness because mm-hmm. it's easier. So whether you go rollerblading, depending on what the weather was at the time, Whether you go for a run, for lots of walks, you can socially isolate when you do all those things, right? Um, I have a home exercise bike for when I can't get into my own club, you know, so that made a difference. You know, I found because of all the complications with COVID, I was working 18 hours a day. So, you know, I'd sit on that bike and be on my phone calls. And that's probably, you know, but sitting on a bike in a house isn't the same thing is going into a club and having that social experience, or going outside, and you got to get some outside time. And if you're mm-hmm. in a condo or an apartment, you, you got to get you got to get some sunlight on your face, even through the clouds, right? So mm-hmm. it's, important, it's important psychologically just to get yourself outside, you know. Right. And, and we're social human beings, right? So mm-hmm. it does. I can be on Zoom calls for 18 hours a day, but it doesn't make up for, for just being close to someone. You know, luckily, the kids were all quarantined at home with us. You know, our kids are between 20 and 24, but they were all at home, you know, so Mm -hmm. we're we're lucky as a couple that way. Nice. But, you know, they all had to come back from school.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, with with the Zoom, it's good, but it's not good enough. You know, it's a big difference. It's not good enough.
1: You know, it doesn't replace, you know, a handshake or a hug.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, So... Beyond the personal, you've got uh, this massive operation. You've got clubs all across Canada, all churning along, you know, thousands and millions of of Canadians going to these clubs all the time. A million million and a half people. A million and a half people um, every day going into those clubs and then not. And tell us, like, what was that? What was what possibly could have gone through your head i mean what was what was your initial reaction to this
1: well our initial reaction was you could see the pandemic spreading across the world Mm -hmm. and my initial reaction is the safety of my members and the safety of my staff so if if you just think yourself well this threatens my business it threatens my livelihood and all that kind of stuff And you have to kind of put that aside and say, you know, I really don't want anyone to get sick and lose their life, Mm -hmm. you know, because we didn't know what to do. And at the start of COVID, no one knew what to do. Mm -hmm. So we were the first fitness clubs in the country to close, you know, and then we also just stopped taking money from everybody. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so all your money stops, all the workouts stop everyone's employment stops. You know, well, we paid our people for two weeks anyways, but it's kind of like, okay, now now what do we do? How long does this go on, right? Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. and then we had to to ride the roller coaster with everybody else. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, everyone's looking forward to providing leadership. Like, how do I stay in shape? You just can't not open. Like, give me an alternative. Mm -hmm. And so we had Mm -hmm. to work as quickly as we could from our homes to create that digital opportunity for people to exercise at home.
0: And were you able to, uh, during the course of this? I mean, even the most basic things. You know, as we're talking about Zoom and you've got all these staff and so on. Like, how, how, as as a leader, how how did that change? You know, how you were working with your own people. What did you, what did you have to do differently?
1: Well, as a leader, what you have to provide is hope. Hmm. So it doesn't matter how many times people come to you and they're beat up you have to be the resilient one. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I tried to think, you know, how do I, how do I fill my own cup here? So I was, was lucky enough to, um, I had a bunch of injuries. I'd broken a bunch of ribs, in my clavicle scheme. And, um, I couldn't sleep very well. So it forced me to get up and a couple of books fell in my lap. Um, you know, in our home library, one was Robin Sharma's book, 5am club. The other one was, R-U-I-Z-W-S, I think I'm pronouncing his name right, the four agreements. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to read these books, God. I can't, the pains keep me awake at night. So, long story short, I, I took from five o'clock to seven o'clock in the morning to focus on myself, on my own journey. And that made the next 15 hours doable because I'd looked after my own self. I filled my own cup up. Mm-hmm. Right? And so um, in the middle of the day, I would figure out some exercise. So I had the emotional, psychological fill-up in the morning, and I had the physical fill-up, mental fill-up. The benefits of physical fitness are hugely psychologically beneficial. Mm-hmm. So I had that in the afternoon. So I broke my day up that way. And that's how I kept myself together. As a result of it, I created this thing called um, 21, the Leaders' 21-Day Guide to Resilience. Uh, which you were the f- guy who got the first copy, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> right? You know, and so on the front of this, it, it shows you know a cup getting filled up, right? And so the idea is, as leaders, you know, we're gonna get drained by giving our energy out, giving our vitality out, giving our souls out. So the idea behind this is to fill your, your own cup up. So um, that's available to anybody. Today's the release. It's getting released for your program and anybody can have for free share it with anybody you want to and we will put this we will share it with
0: everyone here and and our, in fact the, the whole change for good community will get a link to it um i think my colleague elizabeth will put it in the in the q a in the chat area here of 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 the zoom so you can click on it and everyone here are the first people to get this except for me you know which i i did have as i said in Full disclosure, Patch and I had spoken a number of weeks ago. You told me about this. And I said, well, I'll try it. And I did it. I did it this morning, actually. I do it every morning. And I, and I have to say, you know, it has it, it uh, been, I've really, really benefited from this. I'm doing all kinds of things differently than I would have. It's made me feel better in all kinds of ways. So, yeah,
1: it's for everybody. 21 days, 21
0: minutes for 21 days.
1: 21
0: minutes, 21 days. And you've got. We've got stretching, which I never do. I don't drink enough water. Now I do. We've got kind of creative writing and journaling. I never did that. Now I'm doing that, and it's again. I I won't belabor it, but I just encourage every. I appreciate you coming up with that so fast, and encourage everyone to check it out. Uh, Actually, yeah. the other thing I was I was thinking when you were talking. Very active right. doing
1: that, Paul. The very active yeah. doing. That, fills up my cup.
0: It's great.
1: know so when you talk about change for good is the person you have to start with is yourself Mm. and so if you work on yourself that enables you to help other people right you know totally it's that old it's that old quote be the change you want to see and so Mm -hmm. that's what we try to do in our company and i have to do that as an individual too
0: so here's a kind of a more personal question um I was just thinking about my own situation here, and um, during the course of these many weeks, I feel like um, I and I'm sure everyone you've got you've got a kind of roller coaster going on, you know, where people are. You feel sometimes it's, you know, if you're fortunate, you know, it's been actually some very very positive things. You mentioned having your family around. Feel the same way, and there's also sometimes very difficult and psychologically. So maybe if you, if you wouldn't mind sharing, like during the course of all this, you're a super positive guy. I know that. And I, and I so appreciate that about you. Um, but what was a time that you felt like kind of at the bottom and then, then another time and how did you get out of that? You know,
1: you know, um, it's, it's, it's interesting. You feel at the bottom when you don't see the way out, Hmm. Right. And then, so my technique is to say, well, okay, maybe there isn't a way out. Maybe this is the new reality. Hmm. So how do I make it the best of this, right? And um, and so if 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 you take the worst that can happen, everything from that point on is better. So what's the worst that can happen? and How do I build from it, right? So so that that's one premise. And then the other premise is if that's the worst thing that happened. How do I run run my best race? How do we make it? Do well right Mm. so as i was working on this stuff at the same time my wife my wife's name is silken lauman and she's a four-time olympian and she's also an incredibly positive person right Mm. but in her own life she's dealt with different issues of depression and you know that kind of stuff and so she's written a book called unsinkable and then she created a podcast and then she's created this whole website that helps affect social change and helps people deal deal with mental challenges, right? Mm. Psychological challenges. It's a a site that shares stories. So Silken every day is talking to people who are sharing their stories with her. So of course Silken and I are talking about the stories, right? So Mm. I'm telling her my stories about good life. She's telling her stories about people from all walks of life dealing with stuff. Yeah. So between us, we hear the hard stuff, but then we hear the inspirational aspirational Mm. stuff that goes on in the world. And Mm. we fill each other's cup that way. Right. And so, Mm. and and the neat thing about COVID, if you know, the neatest thing about it at all is we, her and I have been together every day. Right. So because she's a motivational speaker and she travels all over across the country Mm. and I travel all all across the country with clubs in all the provinces. Mm-hmm. You know, we never have got to spend as much time together. Yeah. Right. So one of the, love the that. Huge, huge benefits for COVID for me is more time with my kids and a lot more time with my wife. And then we collaborate on how to make things better all around. Right. And um, it, it's exciting that way.
0: I love that. I feel exactly the same way. I feel like so many things have happened that w- wouldn't have happened otherwise. And it starts at home. Um, I feel the same way for me with, you know, my wife, Joanne, our kids, Sophie, and Joshua. Like, you know, we've all spent time together in a way we never would have, um, which is the most important thing. So the other question, on the other side of that question, um, you're a super creative, super innovative entrepreneur. Um, this, I think, has created a time when people are, you know, uh, coming up with some incredible new things, new ideas. In our case, we created Change for Good. In your case, you think back about the last 15 weeks, what is that thing that you're most excited about that you maybe thought of that you wouldn't have thought of if it hadn't
1: been for this? Two sides of a coin, the exact opposite. So one side is our focus in the company has been taking our digital transformation, accelerating it way faster than we would have otherwise. Because all, all your digital team wasn't focused on how you keep the lights on and running the company because the lights were off, right? Because everything was in hibernation. Oh, sure. So those people could focus on our digital transformation, providing home exercise for people. So when you can't get to the club, you can do it. But right now this is what they could do. So that was one side. On the other side, it allowed me to read the books and have the time because I wasn't traveling to focus on Creating, like the 21 Day Guide of Resilience, created two other programs. One's called the Six E's, which will come out later. And another one is a whole uh, addition to our memberships, which help people on their personal transformation journey. Right. So if you link the physical changes that you want to experience, and it's well known. But not, every, not everyone that doesn't do exercise does, knows the the, the the psychological and mental benefits of exercise, you know, from 20, 25% increase in productivity to the same increase in happiness. The same, mm-hmm. You know, the best antidote to help depression, depression issues is exercise, right? Of course, you take the medication your doctor tells you, but exercise is key. Your body yeah. needs it, right? And so... Tied into all that stuff is writing ways to help people go along their personal journey. And then we'll tie that eventually into memberships hmm. so that people, they, they can look after their physical, mental, social and self-actualization journey. And so we can help people in the whole, whole process. And so that's part of the change for good, right? Hmm. It's like, if you look after people's whole, all sides of the, every dimension of them, you know, because what COVID has pointed out to people is you're in charge of your own health. Right. And you talked about how you think positively and how I think positively. Well, people think positively when they're goal oriented, when they have goals that are personal, business, social, emotional, psychological, how you tie it on together. Right. And so, this is given time to think about those things.
0: Thank you. We've got a whole bunch of questions here. Um, I've got loads of questions. I think we could be talking all day here, but I want to get to some of these. Uh, uh, We have a question from Drew. I'll just read this. It says, having done things during COVID-19 that you normally don't have the time to do, do you think you will make changes and time for the things in your day once things get back to normal these things after things get back to normal you are going to do those
1: things um the answer is i'll probably be able to do it five out of seven days a week <laughs> right? so i was doing it seven days a week but you know the reality is there's going to be a plane to catch at 4:30 in the morning you know but um that's probably not going to happen for a while you know um So, more than anything, my schedule's been disrupted by getting that little puppy up at 5.30 in the morning and outside, right? Um, But that's okay. That's a great disruption. Mm -hmm. So, it just means instead of doing something at 5, I do it at 7. But I think Mm -hmm. 5 out of 7 days, I'll still be doing the same thing. I mean, the thing I made sure that I did every day was exercise. You know? Right on. You know? I, I... And it doesn't have to be like extreme exercise. It's just like get enough exercise every day. You know, our bodies were designed for it and I just don't function properly without it. Cause I know what the, I know what it is not to be able to exercise because of injuries, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's such a treasure and a pleasure to do it. So that Mm -hmm. will not go away to answer your question. And a different form of exercise is taking the time to think of things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I didn't meditate much before I meditated, but not that much. I had a two-week period where I meditated a lot. With the puppy, I've lost that a bit. I will definitely put that back into there, right? In the in the 21-day guide to resilience, there's a one-minute meditation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely want to make that 20 minutes a day.
0: Great. And today's one, by the way, for me, was I am resilient, actually. That was the meditation mantra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, there's a question here. Um, You started um, something called the Good Life Foundation. Um, And um, I think think a number of years ago. um, And first of all, for those people who don't know about the Good Life Foundation, I think it would be great to share what that organization is and what it does. And also answer the question that we have here, which is how has the situation we're in today affected the work of the Good Life Foundation?
1: So it was 26 years ago now, we started the Good Life Kids Foundation. And and the thing I noticed back then was that we were getting the adults in shape, but the kids weren't getting a shot. And kids' fitness wasn't well thought about. What No one was focused on it. And so I wanted to highlight it, and I want to support organizations that would focus on kids' fitness. So at the clubs, we – did major fundraising events where we'd raise money and then we would give that money to all these different charities across Canada that help children. Mm-hmm. And we did that for 24 years and then made a big difference in, in helping the kids. And then um, I was special needs daughter who has um, quite severe autism and my silken pointed out to me that, you know, you spend, we, we spend a lot of time and energy on autism. We run a foundation on autism and stuff like that. Mm. You know, who, who's looking after those kids? And um, we really thought about it. And now the mm. average kids have much more opportunities than 25 years ago. Mm. But people with autism or different special needs have almost hardly any opportunities for fitness. And they need it just like anybody else. Sure. So we've switched to the kids foundation to focusing on children with special needs, and the parents of children with special needs mm. are at the end of the rope financially, emotionally, and so that way we can help these. So it was to be launched in September, which was um, group fitness activities in all our clubs and other charities that we could work with. Okay. Um, so that's been delayed because no one's been able to work. But we okay. hope to have it up, up and running again very quickly. And um, at the same time, every summer for, I can't remember how many years, let's say 15 years, we've had a uh, teenager's free fitness program. So teenagers between 14 and 17 could work out for free in the clubs in the daytime of the summer. And the, it was the same logic really as let's give everybody a shot. So, they, you know, their parents might not have thought it was worth spending the money on. They might not have had an opportunity for it. Um, but that way, this teenage should come to the club, work it for free, and find out what fitness was about. And so they might choose to do it anywhere that they wanted to, but it will make a difference. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's, it really falls in line with, for 40 not 40 years, but almost 40 years, been giving away a book called Living the Good Life that I wrote a long time ago. Mm. And the idea is we give the book to anybody who walks in the door. And the book's goal is to motivate you to look out for yourself and exercise, how simple it really is. Mm. And the reason we give it for free is even if you don't join our club, we want you to exercise somewhere and do something. You know. So when you think about change for good, our mission as a company is to improve the fitness of our society. I love that. Um,
0: the, um, I think this is, a, you're getting into an area that I'm super interested in exploring, which is um, something that probably a not, not a lot of people think about, which is that it's, it's more than fitness. I mean, it's more than the working out. It's more than going to the clubs. And this is an organization you've created with the with the, with the Good Life Kids Foundation, which is actually a kind of national Uh, social change machine, I would call it, you know, and, um, and you talked a little bit about mindfulness and the impact of mental health. Um, You've got a community of, I don't know how many thousands of employees and millions of people coming to Good Life every single day. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about how you see the connection between fitness and social change within the kind of ecosystem that you've built there across Canada?
1: Well, fitness is actually probably one of the key components of social change. Because when you have when you take the time to look out for yourself, Mm. then you're sending a message to yourself, to your family, to everyone you're involved with is I'm important. Right? You know, just, Mm -hmm. just think of a mother who's just had a child who doesn't take time for herself like half an hour, yeah. you know, the child's very important, but the mom's important too. The mom has to be looked after, right? So the mom needs her half hour of fitness, right? Mm-hmm. Then that, the mom needs her half hour of, you know, her time. Yes. Right. And so if you take that 20 to 30 minutes a day of exercise and realize that you're looking after your longevity. You're looking after your vitality. You're looking after your energy. If you do that, every other aspect of your life is higher and you're calmer and you're sweeter to yourself and you're sweeter to society, right? And you will be, make more money. You'll be happier. Like There's all these benefits, right? But you have to take the time. You have to carve the mm-hmm. time out. You have to put in your schedule when you're mm-hmm. exercising. Not I'll, I'll fit it in, It has to be priority number one. Whenever I go to bed at night, I know when I'm exercising the next day. Hmm. Because you know when you're eating, right? You got a rough idea when you're going to eat tomorrow. Sure. And you got a pretty good idea that you're going to get to sleep tomorrow night. Right? So you should be thinking about when do I make sure that I feed my machine, which is exercise. I love it. So when if you look after yourself, you are then in position to look after other people. Mm -hmm. And then you're in position to be a a highly more functional part of society, making a difference in total. Right. So by looking after yourself, you're looking after everybody. Mm -hmm.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's, um, again, there's so much more to that, uh, to what you just said. Um, And um, I think it's, You know, I think that um, people are starting to think differently about what exercise means and why it's important and, of course, what organizations like you are doing. But I want to get, here's another bunch of questions here. Um, Mary uh, asks, now that we know the impact of doing meditation during this hard time, would Good Life offer this in their clubs when reopening and coming back?
1: We we actually already do. Oh, there you go. We created a... (laughs) We created in um, our clubs and I think it's about 30 clubs right now, a thing called mind den.
0: Mind den. Okay.
1: Yeah. So we have small rooms where our individual mind ends and we have larger rooms where four or five people can go in and meditate together. Hmm. And you put on a headset and we have uh, meditation for you to listen to. Oh, and then fantastic. we also, have we also have some meditation classes and, um, we're planning on growing that as well, and so it, it's easier to do with others. It's like almost every other activity, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we're providing we're providing an individual space. Over time, it'll go come into all the clubs where you can go do it by yourself, mm-hmm. and where we're building new clubs. We're building mind dance where people can do it together.
0: I love it, and so if we've got information about you know, where people could find out about that. Let's, 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 let's share that. A couple of other, a number of other questions here. Uh, Lisa uh, says, um, as an employee who loves the culture of good life and where it stands in its priority to health for its associates, I would like to know if you could please address how the company culture may ease restrictions and make accommodations for those who have medical restrictions wearing masks. Is that something that, something that you all have thought about?
1: Yeah, we've, we've worked with um, oh, ministers of health in most of the provinces on different stuff. Mm. And di- Different provinces have different rules whether you can wear the masks or not wear them uh, when you're exercising. Right now, I think most places are allowing you to exercise without the masks. Okay. Um, but okay. The, the thing that hap- happens is the rules change almost daily. Right. I think that's, we have to stay tuned on how that's all gonna happen yep.
0: and do the right thing, wear the mask as much as possible. And again, I think that there's been some things where people who have various um, disabilities and other restrictions are don't have to wear masks. So I think that changes in every, I think it's a bit different in every province as well. So
1: uh, yeah, when, when, I, when I talk yeah. to my uh, friends who run clubs in Taiwan, Hong Kong, stuff like that, people are so much more culturally sensitive to wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. and it's just like why why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And um you know when we had SARS everyone learned to cough into their elbow and mm. and in order to carry a handkerchief around and it, it wasn't that long ago that everyone always had a handkerchief like 40 50 years ago. It's we mm. I mean, have to adapt to changing times.
0: For sure. I got another question from Sam. Who uh, has written, uh, as the pandemic continues, I felt feelings of being overwhelmed and anxiety upon returning to work due to sudden change in the environment. If you also feel like this. What steps do you put in place to offset anxiety and overwhelming feelings.
1: Um, I think you can have external things to offset anxiety. I think what you really have to do is look at why do I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. Right? Is it a, mm-hmm. a sense of all of a sudden going from no people around me to people around me? Is it a sense of I could catch the virus and be sick? Um, what's creating the anxiety? You know, one of the things I tell people all the time is stop watching TV television. You know, or give yourself 15 minutes. You know, of COVID updates, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, my my mother is uh, 100. Up in a hundred and eight. You know, and she's at home watching the television all the time. You know, it's like hours and hours of COVID updates, right? And all you get from the television is the worst news.
0: Yeah, exactly. That put good right.
1: stuff. Know. You, know, yeah. you know, good stuff doesn't sell, right?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So it really has to be fill your cup with good stuff. You know, so go to the root of your anxiety. You know, mm-hmm. keep asking yourself questions. Why do you feel that way? And you know, and once again, what's the worst case that could happen, and how do I make it better?
0: Um, thank you. Um, so here's a, another question, not an anonymous person. Um, but um, people may people may not know that um, Good Life is actually um, sponsored. I think one of the largest. I'm not sure. Cardiac. Centers in Canada, I think, um, uh, and um, the um, the question is: Has good life, has good life fitness cardiac rehab seen any COVID patients come through? You may not know that, but have you had any connection with the, with the, with the folks at this at um, at
1: Toronto General? Yeah, the University Hospital Network in Toronto is, uh we gave five million dollars to women's cardiac care. Hmm. And because um, we thought it was the most, well, it's in our area of expertise. Um, they hired a brilliant man, Dr. O, um, who drives that whole thing. And we helped build two centers for physical cardiac rehabilitation in the hospitals, two different locations. Um, he's got all kinds of programming. He helps so many people. And it's not just women, but there was a, a focus on. The research had all been about men <laughs> and not about women, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we really help uh, fund that research. Um, it's, it's, it's actually in the Peter Monk Cardiac Care Center, the University Hospital Network. And um, so they're doing a lot of very positive things. Mm. Uh, not, I don't know if some of those people had COVID or not. It's, it's hard okay. to know. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they would be even allowed to tell me that.
0: I think that um again, I think we could share information about that center, which is an incredibly important um important uh program um the um we are sadly we're running out of time, but there' so many more questions here um but I have a couple of my own questions that uh, which uh which I haven't gotten a chance to to ask all of them um so really uh one of the things that I think is people like all of us are so interested in listening to people like you is what are the things that you could uh, think of in terms of advice of you know being a leader people on this call are leading nonprofit organizations corporations others and so on do you have your own kind of checklist of things that you that you could share with people like what goes through your mind as a leader that you could provide advice
1: to everybody else What are help us um, take what you're doing seriously but don't take yourself seriously.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, um, you know, you're you're not the end. You're not the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, you're not going to have all the answers. You're not going to have all the answers. You're not even going to know all the questions, Mm -hmm. you know? So take the people you're dealing with seriously, the issues they have seriously, um, but focus on those and don't think that you have to be everything because you can't be, right. You know, I, I think one of the most important things to do is listen, mm-hmm. so I try to spend more time listening than I spend talking.
0: I love it, thank you. Um, and finally, um, how do you, do you have a sense now of, if you had to kind of cast your mind forward, everyone's talking about building back better, um, you've already built an incredibly successful business organization with good life fitness and so on. But what is, you know, what does the future look like? What is, what, how, how, does that become even better than it is?
1: Well, I think what this has, the pandemic has done is it's really pointed out to people that they are in charge of their own health. Mm-hmm. Because the hospitals are overwhelmed just dealing with crises, mm-hmm. and when they call it a health care system, that's not really correct. It's to help you get back to health system, but your job is to look after your own health. Your job is not to get to the hospital in the first place. You know, so the better shape you are in, the less risk you have. Of, Every disease. Right. Right. And it's not just physical shape, it's psychological shape. So, what COVID has highlighted to people is I really need to look after myself. So, what we found is when the clubs have been reopening, um, there are more people that are coming back in with I want to get healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, often when people first start exercising, it's, I want to lose weight. And that would be like 80%, the first com- timers coming to the club, 80% of them would say, I want to lose weight. But now 80% of people are coming to say, I want to get healthy. You will lose weight as you get healthy anyways. Yeah. But the parameter has changed from a superficial condition to a holistic condition. hmm right and you know we, we, we say that we're um, health obsessed and fitness focused so fitness is a driver of health mm-hmm. and, and it's pretty impossible to be healthy without being fit you have no depth you have no resilience right um, you, you you know if you exercise you boost your immune system mm-hmm. uh, all these you know, from keeping your arteries clean to keeping your limbs flexible. All these things happen. And all these things happen in your head as well as in your heart, as well as in your t- tissues and tendons and ligaments. So people are more aware now than ever. And even though some people are, are in thinking, well, I don't want to go in an environment where people might have COVID. Um there's been studies that show that that's actually the safest environment to be in. And we created a a 44 page protocol list of making people safe when they come into the club. Mm. Because people are going, I need this, but now people are going, I want this and I deserve it.
0: That's great. So I have one question for you. Um, One of the final questions for you. Uh, Actually, I have a lot of more questions, but in the time that we have, I have one more question, which is, and um, thinking back to the twenty-one day leaders' guide to resilience, uh, for everyone, check it out. But one of the things that I think is particularly great about it is every day starts with a quotation, every single day, right? Um, so, if when you think about it, because we've been through this change for good, fifteen change for good conversations, people talking about change for good, so. If you had, if we had to include a change for good quote from you, what would that be? What's change for good? What's your, what's your quote that would be in the book about change for good?
1: Don't let the things you can't do stop you from doing the things you can. Love it. Don't let the things you can't do stop you from doing the things you can. We've got to share that with everybody. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you, Patch,
0: and and thanks to your whole team and Susie and everyone is so great. Uh, we've just had a, a, such a pleasure of always speaking with you, and it's been such a treat being able to share this with everybody. It's been a, it's such a great way to end this first 15 episodes of Change for Good. I can't think of anything better than that. Uh, also, want to thank our great team at Impact, in particular Elizabeth, who's uh, orchestrated the whole thing. She's been absolutely amazing. Um, wanted to mention that everyone who's watching today in fact everyone on our, on the whole on the whole list of change for good participants will receive a link to the recording of the of our conversation with with my conversation with patch today and also i think we're going to send everyone a link to the 21 day leader's guide to resilience so you'll be among the first people anywhere to be able to do that i encourage you to, to do it um also as i mentioned before i think i can't remember we're going to take a break uh, from for the summer for uh, for August um, from our Change for Good episodes, but we're going to be back with a new energy and and a whole bunch of great and great Change for Good uh, programs and episodes in September. So we really encourage everyone to stay tuned and um, and thank you again, Patch. And
1: uh, thank you very much.
0: Uh, it's your great. Such a pleasure, and congratulations! I think that all, like as of tomorrow or the next couple of weeks, almost all the good lives will be open again. So, well, that depends on the government. Go ahead and we get still, it.
1: We got a few people <laughs> in Toronto. We're get it. okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll make that happen soon. Thanks again, everybody. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Thank you.